Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast starring me, and it is the best month in the whole entire year, November. And you know why? It's because not only is it my birthday this month, it's the producer, Eric's birthday, and my birthday is next week. So therefore, I will not be recording next week. How I am not the workaholic that Eric is, and he's working on his birthday today. So you guys, thank God that Eric is a workaholic and decided to work on his birthday because we have an episode this week. I will be returning the following week. I think that is the 14th. So thank you guys for joining November. I just love November, not just because it's my birthday, but it is it's, 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 it finally started to be consistent weather. Like, I feel like I've been I've been combating getting a cold for a while because the weather is like 80 degrees this day, 90 degrees the next day, 75 degrees this day, 40 degrees the next day. I hate that shit. That's one of the, the things that I can't stand about, like that September, October in this. Like, if it's going to be cold, let it be cold. If it's going to be hot, be hot. If it's going to rain, let it rain. Like, I can't stand the whole up and down of the weather. I done put my summer clothes away, but magically it wants to be 80 degrees on Saturday. And I'm like, well, what do I wear? Do I wear sandals? Do I wear a hoodie? Do I wear jeans? Do I wear a light jacket? Do I put out a little pair of shorts? Like, what do I wear? I hate it. Uh, It's not for me. But I love November. It's just such a pretty, like, I just feel like November is real fall. Like, November gives, like, everything else is, like, fake fall because of global warming. But November is, like, all right, global warming aside, it's time to put out those jackets, look good, some fall fashion, some, you know, sweet potato, pumpkin spice type shit, you know. Also... One of the funniest things that I developed in these later years, I like piping pumpkin favorite things. I even had a piece of a pumpkin pot and it wasn't terrible. I don't know who I'm becoming these days. I don't know, but you know, here it is. But yeah, this year for my birthday, I just want to have a good ass time. I just want to have one couple of hours of just straight fun. Like I just don't want to think I just don't want to think. I think that's, like, if that could be my birthday gift, that is all I want, is, like, not to think and just have fun. Like, I just don't want to think at all. And as a Scorpio, I'm naturally an overthinker, but, like, I just want to be in a space where I ain't got to think about nothing. Like, don't ask me a bunch, like, don't ask me a bunch of questions. I'm I'm going out for my birthday. And I, I, I've done supplied everybody the information, everything they need to know. Because, baby, when the day of, I don't like being asked questions. I hate being asked questions. I provide so much information because I'm an overthinker, and I always try to think about the things people would ask me ahead of time. So I answer it. So, yeah. But anyway, I am absolutely um, happy because yesterday, October 31st on Halloween, we ended our Just Let It Glow Glow Up Challenge, and I feel refreshed. I feel like, you know, healthy habits have been created. I feel prepared and ready to, like, keep continuing it. 
I learned a lot about, you know, from reading this um, from Bell Hooks book. I learned just a lot about love and what I went out of love and how um, that was my book of that month. I'm still not done reading it, but it was a good start for me. Um, so I wrote, I read All About Love by Bell Hooks as my Glow Up Challenge read. And from what I've read so far, I'm learning a lot about love. And it's crazy because, you know, I'll be 33 next week and I feel like I never really understood love. Um, I've always had like that struggle of like healthy love, toxic love. What does, how do I love? How do I want to be loved? You know, where have I confused loved with? What have I confused love with? And what was I, what have I been told was love, but was the exact opposite, right? So um, if you ever have like, uh, you know, if you are into learning a little bit about that, um, I would definitely suggest All About Love. Um, it's definitely a book that you can continuously go back to. Um, because as I was reading it, you know, it just enlightened me on a lot of stuff. Like, especially, you know, we always say like how, you know, we love so hard and it's like, but what does you, how do you love? Like which, in what ways do you exhibit love? And for me, verbally expressing love is very hard. Like it's, it's, I try to show it through my actions. I try to show up. I try to check on people. I try to be there for people. But like verbally always saying like, love you, like outside of my family is like very like awkward for me, you know, like outside of family, like I'm used to just being like, love you, you know, and I do love, you know, a lot of people, but I, I, you know, it's just always like a struggle, like even with like with dating, like, you know how like you date and you like waiting for that person to say it, baby. I'm the person, like, once they say it, I'm anxious as hell. I'm like, so how do you, like, I need them to show me, like, prove it. Like, why do I feel like I need that? I don't know. I got to re finish reading the fucking book. It's probably got something to do with, like, daddy issues and shit. But it still is like, you know, as soon as they say, like, I love you, the magic is gone for me. I'll, I'll be ready to run. So... Between therapy, reading this book, and, you know, trying to be spiritually aligned, I think I think by the end of 2024, I probably would have my shit together. It didn't quite make it in 2023, but, you know, this has been 33 years of a wall built, so let's, man, let's try to break that bitch down. So what else, man, T? What else is T, child? Let's get into this show. Baby... Oh, yeah. And if you participate, everybody that participated in the Glow Up Challenge, I absolutely adore and I appreciate and love you guys for joining. I'm so glad that you guys were able to see like positive um, after effects of it, reading, new habits, going, working out, moving your body, you know, journaling. Um, someone told me like they haven't read a book since college. And this is this was like the first time they sat down and read a book or um, journaling and that's new and they felt like really good with journaling. So I'm happy that it was able to help jumpstart some new hobbies, um, and new things in you, in you guys' life. And, um, even discover and meet new people through our Sunday check-ins. 
So I love that for you guys. And I love to keep um, curating safe spaces so that we can learn and know more about each other. With that being said, through the Glow Up Challenge, you know, birthed a new aspect of Just Let It Glow, which will be a reading group where we will choose a book of the month to, and everybody would get to choose it on our Instagram and vote every month for um, two books. They will choose between the two books. We will see who is the highest vote. And that month will be our um, our book to read. This month in November, we are reading Before I Let Go by um, Kennedy Ryan. So if you haven't already, go out and get the book, read it, listen to it, get it on Kindle, um, do whatever you need to do to read this book. We're going to meet the first Sunday of December, which is December 3rd, possibly at 8 p.m., just on the Just Let It Go live page, and we will um, talk there, or I'll do a Zoom. I'm leaning towards the Zoom because I want to be able to hear you guys' opinions and talks. So, um, yeah, so more than likely it'll be on Zoom, though. But the details will come. And then by the middle of the month, I'm going by based off suggestions that people have gave me for different books. I will put a new book and we will vote on it. So if you have a suggestion for a book that you wanted to read or you want to read with the book club, definitely join and definitely reach out to me and let me know any books that you're thinking about or that's on your book list. So with that being said, you know, welcome to the Read and Glow Book Cup. That's a working title. I like it, but I don't know if I love it yet. So if you have a better suggestion for the title of the book club, let me know. But yeah, Read and Glow Book Cup Book Club is our new thing. So I'm really looking forward to it. All right, let's get into these topics. Hi, nine. So let's do it. Oh, child, this shit done rattled the whole weekend. Atlanta showed they goddamn ass. Atlanta done showed they... It was a reason why I felt like I just never been that excited to visit Atlanta. And it might have been because I just feel like it's an overhyped place. But I also feel like, you know, it's too... It's too influencer for me. It's, like, way too, like, who's who VIP type vibes. I've never been too, too excited. I feel like it's not a real place. And I feel like it's one of those places that they're going to do a study. As of now, there's going to be a study of like, like later in life, like between like 2016 and like 2026, they're going to do an in-depth study of people's mental health while living in Atlanta, because I just don't feel like it's a real place. I think it's one of those places where... Is too influencer. Everybody's a like I heard somebody say that before. Like everybody's a celebrity in Atlanta. Like I just think like there's just no like normal regular instances where you can just be you. Like and where people aren't like into the masses of shit. They look like they're weird. Like they're not chasing fame or popularity. It's weird. So anyway. This is how much of a real place that it's not. All of their restaurants have guidelines, rules, and house rules. If I go to a restaurant and the fucking rules are as long as a hairstylist booking page, bitch, I'm not eating there. And apparently neither did Keith Lee because he visited several restaurants and did not receive any food. Um, Keith Lee is a TikTok 
food reviewer. He has over 14 million uh, followers. I'm one of them. I've been following Keith Lee for a little bit time now, um, for some time, like for last year at least. Baby, so the good thing about Keith Lee, like he's very this mild-mannered, chill family guy. He just honestly likes some good food. He rates it based off of his opinion and the customer service. Keith Lee has changed so many different, in the last year alone, have changed so many different entrepreneurs and small businesses' lives. There is, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Tabitha's Takeover, where they would go to different salons and like give them advice on how to like, you know, do better. Keith Lee doesn't necessarily do that. He just like, there is really like Tabitha Takeover meets diners, drive-ins and dives. So instead of just visiting these places and saying, oh, the food is so good, he actually like gives a real opinion like, oh, okay, this is a eight out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. You know, definitely looked out for a lot of small businesses that don't have that influencer, don't have that uh, marketing budget. A lot of people don't know about them because they're not popular people in the city. Um shit like that and I feel like that was definitely needed because everybody is just so mixy nowadays like people only go to certain places because it's overhyped but it'd be places that's really like mom and pop small businesses that the food bus be busting every single time but nobody knows about it because it's not promoted you know they don't have the budget they're not well known so be, with that being said, he has changed over like a bunch of people's lives and has helped so many businesses stay afloat and even improve on businesses he didn't do well, you know, with. So he's on a food tour. He's visiting different cities. Um, I saw that he visited New Orleans, Chicago, I think New York. Um, he went to North Carolina at one point. I think he'd been in Houston and he's review some food that people suggest for him to view, to uh, taste, to stop by. One of the things that he doesn't like to do, he does not like for people to know who he is when he orders. But now since he's popular, um, what he does is send friends, family members, people that work for him um, to go grab the food so that they can treat them so he can taste it like a regular patron, which I really, really appreciate because I feel like not that I feel like influencers are liars, but I feel like people, when people know that you're an influencer, they give you the best shit that they have. Like if I'm a wig influencer and I have 75,000 followers or whatever, and you want me to promote your wig company, you're going to give me the best of the best of that wig. Give like for me, I feel like wig. This is what wig influencers. I'm getting on topic, but I would trust it if the wig influencer be like, "All right, this is the wig they sent me, and this is the wig I had my auntie order." So we're gonna do a comparison to see if this, if it's like this across the board. That's basically what Keith Lee does. He does not want you to prepare his food because you know he has 14 million followers. He wants you to give him the food you gonna give Sarah from up the street. So he sent his family members in to this one restaurant called The Real Milk and Honey. Remember, The Real Milk and Honey, because it's, it's the difference. So it's called The Real Milk and Honey. Goes in there, they're like, he tries to order um, off DoorDash. 
and it was saying that it was closed. He tried to call in an order. They, it wasn't, it was going straight to voicemail. He sent somebody into the store, into the restaurant in Atlanta, and the real milk and honey. And they were like, oh, we're closed early due to a deep cleaning. However, there was patrons in there and they were like, well, can we order? Okay, well, it's three o'clock. Like, can we order food? And they were like, no, we're not serving food anymore. So he just did a review of, you know, his experience. And when he did his review, people talked about how you know, this is one of those notorious places in in uh, Atlanta where they have a whole bunch of house rules, which were really ridiculous. Um, and basically people were like, damn, y'all effed up. Like, you know, Keith Lee has over 14 million followers. If y'all food was good, they would have been able to promote y'all. Whatever. Took it right there. The people from the Royal Milk of Honey, the owner decides to get up on Instagram and act like he don't know who Keith Lee was. He don't care about the review. And then one of their employees decided to write a de- mind you, in her bio, she says manager at the Road Book Honey. She decides to write a comment stating that, you know, basically trying to I don't think Keith Lee Keith Lee is autistic. And even if he was, that's nothing to like try to shame somebody on, but she basically said, like, oh, y'all let a, a man with autism tell y'all where to eat. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't think he's autistic, but it, like I said, even if he was, bitch, what that mean? What does that mean? Like, literally, what do y'all really be saying in real life? Because God, guess goddamn what? If he is autistic, then I know for a fact that motherfucker I'm not lying. And I'm going to trust what he got to say 10 times who. So what you mean? Because one of the traits of autism is being very meticulous with details and can, like, they really think ahead and are smarter than most people that they're around. They have just a different way of learning and different way of thinking. So maybe the hell you talking about, stupid. But yeah, to write that from your real page... With your with your job, who puts their job in the title of their so of their Instagram accounts? Bitch, wasn't even on LinkedIn. Wasn't even on LinkedIn. This is like like I would never say, yeah, Deandra, C, <laughs> president of partner uh, relations at Johnson and Johnson. Like what? Why would I put that on my Instagram? That's so weird. Like, I hate when people do the manager of AT&T. Like, why are you putting that on your Instagram? And then not only are you putting that on your Instagram, you're making craziest comments on social media. Very weird. Um, not only that, he also said he couldn't get any food at um candy restaurant at Old Lady Game, but once they realized it was him. They found they actually tried to seat him. He declined it because he don't want to be treated like a celebrity. He want to be treated like a regular um, person. The thing, same thing happened at Toast on Linux. He declined. But one amazing thing happened. It was this lady. So they went to. All right. So Keith and his family went to Six Flags while they were in Atlanta. I heard the Six Flags in Atlanta is really dope. 
Um, so if you are into amusement parks, maybe check that out. But yeah, they went to the Six Legs in, in Atlanta and when they were closed, they were trying to get something to eat, but a lot of the restaurants at Six Legs was closing. So they saw that it was a restaurant that closed at 11. It was about like 10.50, but it's a, it was about five minutes away from the amusement park. So what he did, he had a family member call and ask, hey, um, we're leaving an amusement park. We just wanted to order some food. Do you, are you, would you guys stay open so we can grab the food? So the lady was like, yeah, I'll take your order. Um, let me know. And they were, and they were like, oh, are you sure, you know, that you want, you can stay open? And she said, you know, yeah, like they'll still, they stay, they'll stay open to serve them. Like just tell them what they want and come on in. Mind you have no idea that this is Keith Lee, just a regular, um, it's called Juicy Jerk and just like a regular, you know, mom and pop store. You could tell like they were just open. Um, he said he also knew about them because somebody reached out to him months before asking him to stop by the restaurant. So he did hear the name before. Goes there, meets the lady. She's super surprised. They like cooked the food and everything for him. Didn't like his aunt or somebody went and got the food. They got the food. She was talking to the lady. The lady was very nice after after, you know, she met with his aunt or whoever it was, he comes in, he meets her. She's just overflow with, you know, gratitude. Like, he's just appreciative. Keith is also appreciative. He's, like, thanking her for staying open. And she's like, oh, it's no problem. Like, I knew that, you know, you're probably hungry, so we were going to make the food. And he matched her sales for the day. Like, isn't that nice? Not only that, she had paid two hundred dollars worth of food to people who were hungry that day. He gave her that two hundred dollars back, so he paid her twenty eight hundred dollars for his for his food, almost three thousand dollars for his food. She he paid, and not only did he do that, but he promoted it on his TikTok. He talked about the food. That lady's fucking door um restaurant been outside the block since so you kind of can't always talk shit about people or get mad when you know you don't get a good review the thing that keith lee tries to teach people is you have to treat every customer like they're a celebrity you have to you can't just do right by people based off of their you know social status and i swear the next yo it gives me the idea i'm about to start doing this but with service providers like i want to go to the girls that who make up who be doing celebrity makeup celebrity hair celebrity lashes celebrity nails all of that shit all these popular popular people i'm going to start that and i'm gonna rate that shit like a regular patron and I'm going to see what happens. Because it's getting quite ridiculous that y'all feel like y'all customers work for you. Or your customers should be lucky. Or, you know, your clients should be lucky to patronize your business. Back in the day, when you go to somebody's restaurant, they treat you like a motherfucking queen. Like, I remember, like, I it was like this place I picked up soul food from. 
And the lady was like, oh, we just put mac and cheese in the oven. It'll be this, you know, about 30 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. She was like, oh, you can have a seat. I'm like, oh, okay. So I just was sitting there. I was on my phone. This was like when I was around college age. And she was like, oh, here's something to drink. You know, it'll be, but at least, you know, when you get your food, it'll be hot. I won't make the rest of your food until you're making cheeses. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I just was sitting there. But like that type of customer service is long gone. Like it's one restaurant in Philly. I would say this. I want him to go here. If he come to Philly, I want him to go to Stuff by Jana. Now, here's the thing about Stuff by Jana. They, their food is consistent and as good as shit is soul food here in Philly. It's consistent. I had it several different times. The food is always good. But one thing about it, it's a weight. But I don't really mind the weight because it seems like a universal weight because it's. I feel like they make the food very fresh. But the food is forever consistent. I have not had anything bad. The mac and cheese tastes the same every time I have it. The fish tastes the same. The lamb rolls taste the same. Like, their food is so good. Like, if you're ever in Philly, North or West Philly, definitely check them out. Because when I say, when it comes to soul food, them motherfuckers is the most consistent in Philly. Like, everybody else, it just depends on the taste buds. Or it depends on who cooking in the kitchen that day. Like, that's one thing about a lot of restaurants in Philly it is literally, and I don't know if this is in other places, it's really dependent on who's in the kitchen. Like certain places that have like specialty meals, it just depends on who's working that day. Not only that, I'm over the fact that people feel like because you have an aesthetically pleasing restaurant, that one, you could talk to people crazy. Two, you cannot serve them. Three, got a bunch of rules. And four, do stupid shit like, oh, we only take cash. What? I can tell if it's a big party and you like cash is preferred because if I'm having a big dinner party, cash is preferred. But a lot of these places, y'all food, y'all restaurant don't be no bigger than a regular local bar. Food, mid. Drinks, super mid. Aesthetics, there. Atmosphere, whack. Vibe, lame. Music, trash. (laughs) Like, attitude's nasty. But y'all want to be rich. Y'all want to be famous. Y'all act like y'all the rich niggas. And then, like, we we should be begging to eat at your fucking restaurant. That's how Atlanta is. And that's how Philly is, too. That's why it's certain things. I don't be hyped to go to the hyped-up places. I'll go to the hyped-up places later when don't nobody care. And they, they run out of marketing to pay influencers to come there. Because one of the things, and I feel like if you're a smaller food reviewer here in Philly, like if you're a small content creator, don't just be like, oh, this cute, the aesthetics, I want to know everything. I want to know how they treated you when you walked through the door. I want to know how was the food? How was the weight? How was the service? You know, give the paint the full picture. Don't just talk about the food is made. Just tell me. Hey, how was it when you booked your reservation? How was it when you came in to sit down? Were they nice? How was your waiter? Was the drinks good? You know, was there any issues with your food? Like, paint a real fucking picture. Don't just take pictures of the food and say that they're pretty. I don't need pretty. I need, if I'm leaving, I can cook. 
So if I'm leaving my house to go out and have a good meal, I want to have a good time. Like, that's another thing. A lot of these restaurants treat you as if you go out every single day to eat. Like, me back in the day, I never used to eat out as a kid. Going out to eat with your family was like a big deal. You know, like, we used to wait like 30 minutes for our little things at Red Lobster or Olive Garden or wherever else. But to sit there and tell people that it's a three-hour wait limit to fucking eat and you don't do takeout, that's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Like... Everybody feel like because they got money or because they got a skill that they should be an entrepreneur. And that's not necessarily true. And how you respond to criticism definitely shows that you really don't have a neck for business because everybody's not going to like it. Everybody's not going to like everything. And the fact that he always reiterates like, hey, please don't throw hate comments. These are just my opinions. This is just my experience. Go out and see for yourself, but don't, you know, harass anybody. He's a very kind person. And he's still kind. And y'all motherfuckers in Atlanta are threatening him because y'all food nasty or because y'all make up too many rules. He can't even taste y'all nasty ass, bland ass, whack ass food. Because a lot of y'all, I already know the game. Y'all overhype. Y'all will stuff a damn French toast, but leave all the flavor off of it. Give two pieces of bacon and one, two stupid runny ass eggs and feel like you could charge $40 for that. Yeah, I see how y'all do. But yeah, shout out to Keith Lane. I like some. Now, we about to get into some mess because why? Why academics act like he's scared of Santana? And the problem is with people like DJ Academics. He's really just a lame. DJ Academics is a lame, and he is one of the first popular incels to ever grace, you know, the internet. And this is why certain people don't need to be popular. Like, this is exactly why most people don't need to be popular, because of the fact that you're weird, you're lame, and you hate women because he just reminds me of the boy in class that always tried to like hang out with the cooler guys in the classroom, but they used to make fun of him. And the only way that he can get a few chuckles is if he pick on the quiet girl in school that don't fuck with nobody until she get her big brother to whoop his ass. And then he's the victim and everybody's like, oh, you, he got bullied. No, he, you did not get fucking bullied. You didn't. You were a bully. You were. Hurt people hurt people. That That's who he reminds me of. He really reminds me of the lame-ass boy in class that, you know, he was cool with everybody, but he always wanted to be seen, heard, and he was just corny. So you pick on somebody, the older brother, the girl older brother come whoop that ass. And then everybody feel bad for Tubby Lumpkins over there because he then got his ass whipped and he can't fight. That's who he remind me of. Or he'll pick with, which he's trying to do, pick with the boy in class that is a little bit 
um, feminine or, you know, might be presumably gay and pick with him, get his ass by this guy because this guy is dead that had him in boxing ever since he was five because he knew what was up. And he, you get your ass with by the boy over there because you thought he was like the little, you know, feminine boy over there, little fam, flamboyant boy over there in the corner. And you thought you can get over him until he's hitting ass up. And then the girls that he's friends with jump in it and whoop your ass too. Because don't ask me how I know because I know. Been there. But yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. So basically, he got on the internet. First, he was calling Glorilla a bunch of dirty bitches and whores. Then for some reason, he started talking about Carisha again, Young Miami again, and calling her out her name. Therefore, Saucy Santana, her best friend and rapper, and, um, you know, he's a rapper, he decided to say, like, oh, no, like, you always want to come at a woman, come at me. Like, you talk all this shit about women all the time, but what's up? What's up? I'm a man. Like, what's up? What you want to do? Let's get out there in the field. You always want to talk shit about women. Like, what's up? Come meet me outside. This motherfucker academic's going to say, Come to my headquarters. What in the fucking Dexter's laboratory is that? <laughs> Somebody call you out to fight because you're disrespecting their friend. That's a woman. He calls you out. You say, come to my headquarters. Like, you might as well just say, come to my lair. <laughs> come to my secret lair. Like, shut your ass up. That's who he act like. He acts so diabolical, like a villain, like a punk ass. He, he act like fucking Plankton. That's who he act like. Like, fucking Plankton. Like, some lame that just sits in the damn basement of their grandma's house and just be on the internet doing all types of shit. Like, he's just so weird to me. Like, I... He's so weird, and I dislike him so much. I have him blocked on Instagram. This man has no idea who I am. I'm. I just don't want to see it. I don't even want. Is I blocked him because I don't even want people to show me his antics. Like, don't show me. I don't want to see. You know, it also was when. Um, remember when Six Nine was always in the news? So they was always talking about Six Nine Baby Mom. He always was commenting about her and just was saying the most disgusting things in different comments on different blogs that I just was like, I don't even know who this girl is, but like, he's weird. I don't even like his comments. I don't like what he be talking about. He always got something to say with women. He really hates women. Then last year was yelling and screaming in his lady face, like, get for real. Like, yeah, he's a lame. And I really feel like, Y'all have to stop feeling like because of y'all use freedom of speech, freedom of speech too freely. Where it really exposes your hand and that hate that you have for your mama, it really leans itself to other women. Talk to your mom how you want to talk to women. You hate your mom so fucking much because she had a boyfriend and you heard her fucking him in her bedroom. And now you hate all women because of it. Your mom had a boyfriend. She did not get back with your dad. Sorry, Mr. Johnny was knocking the dust off her pussy. I'm pretty sure, you know, she meant no harm. You can now stop hating all women. And you can also stop hating women women because little Sarah Jane back in third grade didn't accept your funky ass Valentine's Day card. Sorry. Why do all women have to be punished because of that? 
grow the fuck up and get the fuck out that basement and step away from the video games, bitch. And get out in the field with Santana and we'll see what's what. Matter of fact, I want I want you to get out there with Jonathan. I ain't never see Santana hands, but I feel like really get out there with Jonathan. Let's really talk about it since you so big, bad, and bold. And you want to sit here and pick on women all the time. And just like uh, Young Miami said, don't get to crying now. You damn sure wasn't, you was laughing when her car got shot up in Miami when she was six months pregnant. Yeah, you were. You stay calling people out their name. And the problem about it is you're super public. And one thing you can't do have is have so... One of the stupidest things in the world is to have so many enemies and to have disrespected so many people that if something were to occur to him, the cops wouldn't even know a lead for real because you're, you've made yourself hated. You've inserted yourself in things that are not safe. You have said things that are so crazy that with the social media cycle, you know, something that you said probably a year ago is so old that if something was to occur to you, they wouldn't even think to circle back at that person from a year or two ago that you was going to bat with on the internet because you do this all the time. So it would be like 50 fucking suspects. And with the way that America is set up and way our justice system is set up, none of these cops would look that far into it beyond the first couple of people that probably have nothing to do with it. So your shit would be unsolved because you created so many fucking enemies. Isn't that crazy? That's why I always say, watch what you say, watch where you say it. And make sure you don't insert yourself in things that do not concern you because you never know how the the world would spin on your ass. Because when you lead with hateful um, propaganda and you say things and you're just so, you make your career off of being hated, God forbid if anything was to ever occur, you done created a whirlwind of shit that where if something was to occur and you need to bring somebody to justice or you need to figure out who did it, you have literally no idea who did it because you're beefing with so many people. You ever been friends with somebody? They All they do is beef, fight, 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 and beef with people that something happens like their house get egged or somebody slashed their tires. They can't even pinpoint the fucking person because they done pissed everybody off. You done made so many different people mad that we can't even boil down to who possibly could have done it because we'll be fighting the world because like, what the hell? So fuck academics and you still black and I don't care if you don't know who I am. You don't need to boop. Um, Child, let's get into little Scrappy and his harem. You know, one of the most embarrassing things I feel like is to argue about a man on social media or to, like, go from girl... I just feel like sometimes you don't need to give men that much energy. Like, 
don't. We all know Lil Scrappy just got divorced from his wife a few months ago. Now, the last few months, he's been seen with two of his exes, his baby mama, Erica Dixon, and his ex-girlfriend, Diamond, from Crime Mob. And it seemed like it's been like a silent comeback, you know, com- competition between the two of them. Bambi done gave up on that man, don't want him, don't seem to be, you know, whatever. But the other two women are like in secret competition. Like one minute he's posting about uh, Erica's birthday and how she's a stand-up woman. And then a week later, he's posting about Diamond's birthday. And then one couple of days after that, he's at a concert with Diamond. Then he on vacation with Erica. And then him and Erica posted up in the club. So Diamond today, November 1st, decided because Erica and Scrappy were posted up in a club together. It did look a little intimate, boo. It definitely give that y'all be, you know, wrestling the sheets a little bit. I don't know if y'all do, Erica, but that video do give, like, y'all very familiar. And the way you was, because Erica's fine, okay? The way you was looking, girl, it was looking like, yeah, I'm going to take him. I'm going to have him any way I want him. And when I'm done with him, you can have him back. Because I don't think she really wouldn't be with Scrappy. But I think Scrappy, you know, I think Scrappy is very good in that part of the household. In the bedroom. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think he's very... Niggas like him have no choice but to be very good in a bedroom. Because they're just not great people. And their personality is not that great. So, like, they had to, like, really get their expertise in that particular area really, really high. I've dated guys like that, where it's like, you know, not the most intelligent, not that great of a a provider, not that great with, like, being a hustler, like, just, just not that great with money, not that great to talk to. But with the lights go off, he's absolutely amazing. And I feel like that's what... Scrappy is like outside anywhere else when you're not laying down with him he's just not it but when you lay down with him I can see why y'all all lose your minds right Erica not Erica because he was out with Erica the night before Diamond decided to post screenshots of them having a conversation he was trying to come see her um he she wanted you know she let me read this shit. She says, Where'd it go? Did they delete it? Um, she posted a picture. First of all, this picture, his back look big. <laughs> when we talk about big back, this man got a big back and a little head. I ain't even gonna hold you. He got a, somebody going to say in the comments, he got to unbig his back if he's going to be cheating. He not cheating. He a single man. She must have cussed him out, but he said, she, see, if you're going to post the screenshots, post everything. Don't just start what he said. He says, huh, so what I just been, I'm paraphrasing because he texts like he is in 2007. Like, it just don't make no sense. I just seen you chilling with your man, but cool thing is I ain't with baby mama. I'm single. I just had fun, but you went up dolo with homie. It's cool. 
that's why you always get mad and leave and go to Vegas. It's cool. I pray he do what you need out of a man. He looks more your type anyway. But like I said, I'ma still do it for you because you ain't come in trying to hurt me. So it's cool. She says, we'll see. Not will. Will. W-I-L-L. Not we will see. We'll see. He said, yep. And you can go on about your life with your nigga in ICCA. I keep my word. Be blessed, homie. And you, letter U, D&T, and you don't have to say things or nothing or none. Like that is, I ain't reading no more. Basically, they were fooling around. She got a dude, but she don't want him talking to other people. He still be on her top. They still fool around, basically. I don't know. She put, I don't know why she put those messages out because it don't seem like Erica give a damn. Um, I don't see that Erica responded to this. It don't give that she care. Um, I think that he is her baby daddy, that she's going to do what she want to do with him anytime she want. That's all I can get from it. Let me see if she said anything. Yeah, she ain't say a thing. She doesn't seem to care. Oh, yeah, all she said was, we getting money over here. They did a, a I would hope so, because y'all have a child in college. You know how mad I would be if I was their daughter? Like, y'all been toxic. Y'all done dealt with other people. Y'all done argue my whole life. I never really saw y'all together. Y'all be together, y'all break up, y'all went had children with other people. He done got married and had kids. You had kids by somebody else. I got used to y'all not being together and co-parenting. And just because I just wanted y'all to be cool in the same room at my graduation, when I, when I finally go off to college, y'all decide to start fooling around again? I swear to God, if I was ever, if I was Imani, I would be so pissed. Like, y'all got me so messed up. Like, y'all decide when I'm grown that y'all going to start messing around. And for real, for real, it's toxic as hell for y'all to be messing around at this point so publicly. Because she's like 18 in college, living her life. And y'all fooling around. I would be so aggravated. Oh, I would be so aggravated. I mean, I guess if they're going to be happy, be happy. But I would be pissed. Like, don't wait until I'm grown as hell for y'all to get it together. And I don't went through all this trauma of having parents that can't sit at my damn basketball, cheerleading, football games, nothing. Oh, I would be so irritated. But yeah, I don't know. His back's too big for me to be fighting with over the internet. I'm going to say it like that. I'm just saying like that. His back a little too wide for me to get on the internet and argue with him with about nothing. Not with another bitch. Not with another not arguing with him when I got a little side dude too. You must can't go public with that man. That's what that gives. You can't go public with him. Um another and what the fuck news. Um Amy Luciani, she, all right, so I follow, I'm only bringing this up because it's just like one of those things where you have to stand on your principles and you have to get your shit together and stop allowing people to play in your fucking face. 
and create these stupid ass narratives for yourself that don't even make sense. So basically, this girl named Amy, she's a YouTuber. She had a YouTube channel with her boyfriend for a few years. I like the YouTube channel. I think they're both very funny. I really enjoy um, their YouTube together. Like they, I thought I thought they were a very funny couple. They used to have me cracking up. Um, they had very good content. I thought that they were a nice couple. He had kids. She accepted them. You know, their family seemed to mesh well. I don't think like there was any cheating allegations um, there. But she decided to break up with him last year because. She felt like he wasn't pulling his weight financially. He was very bad with money. He wasn't doing his due diligence with taking care of his child, his children. Um, he could go days without talking to them. But like if she go without talking to him, he blowing her phone up. Um, she felt like he wasn't doing enough financially as a father and she just didn't want to participate in it. She didn't. Excuse me. She also said that they when she announced that they bought a house together, that she actually was the one that bought the house. His name isn't on any papers, paperwork because he did not put the deposit down. Um, she said she just didn't want to live her life with someone that was just so irresponsible. So they broke up. Apparently, he's seeing somebody else and she fucking him. Let's read what she had to say. It's his birthday, so she did a little Instagram birthday shout-out. She says, how do I explain six years of good and bad in one sentence? Impossible, actually. Happy birthday, Mozzie. I can only thank you for being my person through good and bad. Literally, my person. People sometimes remind me of what you and I have been through and the negative moments, but I wish I had time to explain the full six years of you showing up for me. Mad or happy, I wish they knew about the lights cut off and Decatur and us crawling out of that together. They don't know. They don't deserve to know it all. Mozzie, thank you. I literally grew up with you. I'm so, so thankful you are here, alive and healthy, breathing, and you are still the beautiful soul I met and fell in love with in 11 days. We went from fiancés to friends, but maybe this is how it's supposed to be for a dope-ass ending. I don't know, but I do know I'm sliding behind you on my soulmate duties. On my soulmate duties, time, type time regardless. You always have to share with me. I don't care if you fake moving on. She got to share you bit or sleep permanently behind you. Hey, Kimmy girl, he's ours for tonight. I'll send him back sincerely, the ghostly ex. Goodbye, because I'm finna try to get, I'm finna try to croak on that thing, on that dangling. Huh? To go from a man's fiance to his side chick is crazy. And then knowing he got a little new boo, you bragging about giving him fellatio, but you were just saying that he was a bum. So you trying to be the side, ch from fiance to side chick of a bum nigga that's and you gobbling him up and that's supposed to make his new bitch jealous. You know, therapy is very accessible these days. And I'm going to say, to be honest, I'm not trying to judge. I don't make the best decisions all the time. But it's just at some point, we got to bring pride back. 
I know back in the 90s, they used to be like, I ain't got no pride. I'm going to sing down. I'm going to shed all my, I'm going to be vulnerable. No, put that guard back up. Have some pride about yourself. Feel shamed. Feel disgusted. Feel played. Because at the point where you break up with somebody because they're broke, and they don't do their thing financially, and you break off your fucking engagement. Let's not mention they had a YouTube channel, and he cashed out on that YouTube channel and uh, locked her out of it because he made it first. Let's not talk about... Why are you... Why, if, you if, if that was your man to keep, if this is your soulmate, if this is the person you feel like through it all, you know... I'ma always mess with him, then just be with him. Because I bet you he'll cheat on the next chick as many times as you're available. But if he now knows that he can have you at this capacity and not have any real commitment towards you, he's going to do that. As, and you gonna fuck around and find he gonna find a real complacent bitch that don't mind him cheating as long as he take care of her. Cause one thing a guy gonna do you go ahead and mess with his livelihood one good time and he'll never be down again. He gonna make sure he got money. But now, even as much as he care about you, you don't open the door for you to have him. He'll be happy with just a piece of you. Like, he don't have to do all the shit that you used to require him to do. He'll be happy to have you in the same capacity, but only but lose all responsibility that there is for you other than making you, you know scream every now and again or croak as you say and to be honest if you feel a better man like if you were dating somebody that was way better than him you would not be talking like this he would not be able to access you have access to you you would not be thinking about him. You would not be sitting here posting him on no Instagram. If you had started dating somebody that's way better, you would not be interested. Don't keep trying to pull this man. You don't want him. You don't want him. It's just that he found somebody before you did, and you want to stay clean because you haven't found your new person. And the thing is, men are always going to have somebody to talk to. There's a many bitches that would date that same fucking bum that you don't want to deal with. There are many a bitches that will take care of somebody just to have somebody in their bed every night. There are many a bitches that will be miserable just so that they can have somebody warm next to them every night. If he's just not shit, then let him just not be shit. Publicly talking about how you're the side chick and on his birthday, you're going to bless him with some awesome jostle? Is there no shame? Is there no embarrass? Are you not embarrass? You're a beautiful girl. You're a successful woman. You have reached new levels of success since you broke up with this man. You have excelled beautifully. Let that pride go. Let that other bitch have him. Because the thing is, you probably feel like she's getting a part of you that you didn't have. No, let her see the full picture. Because now, when he was with you, y'all claim he never cheated. Now you're seeing the bad side of him that he would cheat. 
Now you're experiencing a cheater of him. So if y'all were to ever get to get get back together, it's tainted now because now you know that he has the potential to cheat. And you reduced your role for whatever reason to have somebody that you really, truly don't even want. You just don't want nobody else to have them because you're operating out of ego. And while you're operating out of ego in that facet, you're lowering your standards. You lost your ego while operating in ego. Because, baby, one thing about it, I ain't no side bitch to no nigga I was engaged to. Are you insane? Absolutely insane. Grow the hell up. Absolutely insane. Absolutely out of pocket. But um, let's go ahead. I think I had time. No. All right. I'm just going to the global topic. So I saw this post that was like, stop trying to prove that you're a good person. Stop trying to show people that you're a good person. And that's something that I often struggle with because I don't like to be defamed. Like, I don't like for people to try to act like I'm not good to them or haven't done good things or try to paint a narrative about me because of how um, I am quiet. I stay to myself and a lot of people don't know my personality until they're around me. So it's easy to run off with like, oh, I'm a bitch or I'm mean. Also, you know, like I said, the tone of how I speak is very direct and is very monotonous. So unless you are around me, Certain things just seem breed off a certain way. But when you're near me, there's nobody in my life that could ever say that I'm not a good person, that I haven't done good things. And um, I think sometimes because I've had in the past where people will try to paint me out as like a bitch or like I'm mean or I did something to them or like make shit up, I always feel like I got to overprove how I'm a good person. And the more I realize, it's like, I know who I am. And my pastor said this. He was just like, you know, at this point in life that you know, if I know that I did not intentionally do anything to cause you harm and you were hurt anyway, and I apologize for it and you don't forgive me, that's up to you. I made my peace with God. I held myself accountable. I know what I did. I know that I apologize. I'm not carrying that guilt no more. That's up to you and whatever you got going on. And that's a part of the fact of when I do things for people, when I'm nice, when I'm listening, when I'm a phone call away, it ain't because of no other reason that I have love for you. I'm a, I am see you. Even like there is people that I have given to that I'm not even friends with, that I have seen hurt and I have tried to, you know, I have been present as much as I, you know, can. People that I'm not friends with that I have reached out to. Because that's just what my spirit says to do. I'm never trying to prove. Do I'm not doing anything to prove anything to anybody. I, the reason I'm able to let go of relationships 
with people that, you know, create issues with me is because I know I ain't do shit to you. And it be a point sometimes where we just be thinking like, damn, did I do something? Did I hurt you? Did I say anything? You know, damn, did I forget to do something? Did, you know, did I do something? I ain't do a motherfucking thing. And the craziest part is when I be good, when I just be like, all right, well, then we just ain't cool. We just ain't cool. Fuck it. People get aggravated with that because I'm not fighting for it. Like, I remember I was talking to this guy and he got mad because I didn't like do what he wanted me to do. Like, I wasn't excited to do whatever he was offering. I was just kind of like, no, I'm good. And he was like, what you mean? Like, you're so difficult. Like, you know, I'm not going to keep chasing you. And we was only talking for like a month. And I was like, okay, well, you don't have to. And he was like, oh, trust me, I won't. Like, and I was just like, okay, like, dismiss yourself. Like, okay, whatever, fuck it. And he wound up trying to come back and talk to me. He was like, man, one thing about you, you stand 10 toes on however you feel. Because I know I ain't do shit to you. I know that I didn't have bad intentions. I also know that I can't be blamed because whatever you was offering didn't move me. It didn't impress me. I didn't, I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't rude. I declined whatever it was you were offering, even though to me it wasn't much, but to you, you thought it was a big deal. I said, no, thank you. You got upset about it. And it reminded this quote that I saw, it reminded me what um, Lauren London said in Nipsey Hussle's funeral, where I'm a, I wrote it down because I really like this quote. And I feel like it's a quote that um, everybody should kind of like look at every now and again, because it says, the game will test you, but never fold. Stay 10, ten, stay ten toes down. It's not on you, it's in you. And what's in you, they can never take away. So if you're a good person, stand on being a good person. Like, if you're a good person and people take it for granted, allow, you say, you know what? That's on you, that's on God. That's up to you and God. I did what I wanted to do. I looked out for you. If you couldn't accept that, if you, you know, want to abuse that and you're an ungrateful, that's on you. I did what I did and I'm standing on it. I know I, I had good intentions. If that's not what you want, then cool. I'm good. I'm leaving that where that's at. You know, I'm not going to become a nasty person. I'm not, I don't want to match energies. You know what I mean? Like if you have an issue with me, I know I didn't do nothing to you. I'm just breathing, living. I'm going to keep continuing to live, breathe, and thrive. I'm not going to get that shock factor. I'm not going to be like, oh, wow, we're not talking. We're just not, you know? Um, and certain people will test your goodness and test, you know, to see, damn, is she really is that nice? Ooh, is she really that calm? Or, ooh, is he really that kind-hearted is he really that giving or whatever whatever good quality that you have about you people like to test 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 to see how far they can get you to be someone they think you truly are and if you're just not like that then you're just not like that I tell people all the time I have the potential to get very angry the potential the thing is 
it's a ticking time bomb thing. It does not, like, I'm just sitting there. It can be, it, a lot of shit got to happen to get me in a space. And usually the things that get me in a space to, like, snap is if you hurt somebody that I love. With me, I'm looking at you crazy because you're not moving me. I'm unmovable most times. Like, certain things that you think that's going to piss me off or just going to have me acting out of character, it ain't really, I just look at you crazy. You know what I mean? The most reaction you can get out of me is by playing with somebody that I love. That's the most time you can get a reaction out of me. And for real, for real, that might still be showing my goodness in the world that I just have an innate nature to protect those that I love. So you're still proving me right. You're not proving you're right. <laughs> you're not proving your point that I'm really a bitch. I ain't never said I was an angel. I never said that I was perfect. And I never said that I was an angel. I said that I'm me. I'm standing on me. I'm, whatever you perceive that as is what you perceive that. I'm DeAndre. I'm me. If I do something for you, it's out the goodness of my heart. If I, if I smile at somebody, it's because I want to. If I'm nice, if I give advice, if I'm there to support, I'm not doing it to gain shit. I'm a homebody bitch. They only like five people a day. Like, I stated myself. So if I'm showing you love, you accept it because a lot of people don't get that much. Everybody gets respect until they disrespect me, right? I'm just a good person, period. I'm not going to apologize for it. But I'm also not going to let anybody abuse that power. If I'm good to you, you don't appreciate it. You're ungrateful. It brews this fascination that you have to prove differently. I'm going to leave you alone. I am going to leave you where you're at. I have no real feel, ill feelings about people, you know. And I always feel like that was... It's in you, not on you. Meaning like, this is who I am at the core of me. It's not surface. You can't touch it. It's so deep that you can't even begin to see where it begins or where it ends because it's just so deep in who I am. You know, the thing, the good qualities that you have, if you ever look at it, if you're a helpful person, you probably always been helpful as a baby, as a child. You know, if you were affectionate and loving you probably always been affectionate and loving that's just who you are if you are someone that just lights up a room you probably always do it these are not surface things you know these things are ingrained so deeply in you that you don't even know where it begins or ends and for some people that light that brightness that goodness in you they don't understand it if you are someone who's well respected and it's not out of fear, that's in you. You know, when people are respected out of fear, that's on them. That means that shit is surface. That means when when people respect you out of fear, that means at any moment they'll do anything to survive against you. But when people respect you because of how you treat them, it's in your nature to be to command respect without being disrespectful or without harming. That's in you. That's ingrained in just your personality. That's when you walk in the room and people just know real recognizes real. And that you ain't got to pr prove why you need to be respected. People just going to do it off the, off the just check, just off G. Like, they're just going to just know, like, all right, yeah, I fuck with them. Oh, like, damn, 
they're so nice. Like, I wouldn't even want to, like, disrespect them in no type of way. So when I say, when I seen that quote, I was like, yeah, like, I don't have to prove that I've been nice to people. I don't have to continuously run around and try to reconcile or try to figure out what I could have possibly did when I know I ain't do shit. And none of this shit got anything to do with me. Whatever people have issues with ain't got shit to do with me. I And I've been feeling that way for a very long time, and I still feel that way. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's very much like, I don't be caring. Like, it's not even to be smart. Like I said, like, if I know I didn't intentionally hurt you or something I did, like, all right, I'm sorry that you were hurt. Like, with the guy I was talking to, I'm sorry you were hurt that I didn't want to participate in whatever you wanted to do. But it wasn't my intentions. I just don't want to do that. Like, basically, the guy wanted me to go out of town. I was like, we just still going to know each other. I don't really trust you in that capacity. So I'll decline. You know, maybe in the future we can do stuff. But, like, I don't really know you that well. I wasn't in a position to just be traveling with people at that time. And he, like, cussed me the fuck out. And I was just like... He's like, you act like I'm a rapist. Shit, nigga, is you? Damn. Like, all I said was, we don't know each other that well to be traveling. Like, we knew each other in passing for some time, but we ain't know each other. And cursed me the fuck out. Was like, you think I'm going to chase you? And I was like, you don't got to chase me. I didn't ask. Like, like, we're getting to know each other. Like, I'm sorry. You, you offended? Okay, well. See, that's all he was like. That's all you got to say. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Like, I know I wasn't trying to be smart when I declined, you know, (laughs) I know that for a fact, I would not have, we would not have fun on this little getaway. I would be very uncomfortable because nigga, I don't know you. So to save your money and save me being left on the side of the fucking road, I'm going to just take my butt ass at home. I don't see what the issue is. You the one that got your, you know, your drawers in a bunch. Like, I don't know. Sorry. Put that thong out your ass. I don't know. You upset for no reason. But whatever you're upset with ain't got nothing to do with me. So I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm unmovable. Like I said before, peace is within me. I create the peace that I have. Like, if I'm peaceful within, if I know that my heart is solid and my intentions are clear, and you can't move me, baby. I'm good. So it's up to you. Like, you're not going to get the reaction you want. And it's just it is what it is, baby. But, yeah. So, like I said, that's just a good quote to read if you ever um, questioning things about yourself. Um, I think that's something really um I really like that quote, so definitely look into that. Um, Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Please remember, it will not be a new episode on November 9th because I'll be celebrating my birthday birthday that week. I'll be back the following week, November 14th. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for participating in the Glow Up Challenge. If you want me to curate more challenges throughout the next few months, 
please feel free to reach out to me and let me know any ideas that you have or that you're interested in. I'll come up with some ideas. Um, Also, remember the book of the month of November is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Please reach out to me on Instagram at JST Let It Glow or on Twitter at Just Let It Glow and even on TikTok at Just Let It Glow Pod. Um, And you can email me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. Um, let me know um, if you want to join the Zoom, if you want to um, tap in on this reading club. I'm telling you, it's going to be a time, a good time. Um, I love you guys. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Share with a friend and make sure you rate and review on any um, podcast stations that you listen to. As always, glow this month, have a glow up this month. Feel good, bring in new prosperity. It's a new month, new vibes. Leave that old shit in October. We're going into this next month with, you know, new energy, a glow up, and good spirits. So we are looking for things to bless us abundantly. And I hope that your November started off great. Thank you for tuning in. Bye.